What's up, guys? This is Lapati Ball back with. See, I keep saying I'm gonna say what episode it is, and I don't remember what episode it is, so I need to stop doing that. I don't know what episode this is, but <laughs> this is another episode of our off-season grades edition. I'm here with Sam. Sam, what's up? How's it going, Patrick? Always happy to be on here. Yeah, Sam, I'll let you introduce your guests because it's your guest this time and not mine. Oh, man, it is. This man is. In his <laughs> well, this guy is one of my favorite NBA fans on Twitter. He's got an absolutely awesome podcast that you should definitely go check out. For the fans, people, definitely a guy worth exploring. Follow him at 503BlazerFan. We got him right here. Noah Patterson joining up, us. Noah, What's how up? you doing? Glad to be here. Glad to be here. Dude, happy to have you, man. This is going to be a dope episode. Yeah, um, I'm excited. First off, first of first off, yeah. no NBA news, uh, like noteworthy news. So we're not gonna. There's nothing to, no breaking news that we can spill to you guys, which is disappointing. But that's just how it is. Sam, who has the first team this week? I believe you do in our off-season grades. Just for anybody who hasn't been here previously, what we've been doing every single week for the last two weeks is we've been going through the NBA team by team, giving our grades for the season, just kind of talking about the kind of year they had, everything they got done, everything they didn't get done, and then we give them a grade for that. Patrick, you're up first. It is your favorite squad. It is the Oklahoma City Thunder. Break it down for us. Let's see how much of a homer you end up being. Well, it's the home percentage here is going to be really high. I'm just going to start off with that. I apologize. Um, <laughs> but this is a team that coming into the year was supposed to finish very low in the West standings. I I will say I did predict them to make the playoffs, but I didn't think it was going to happen like this. This is a team that finished fifth in the West, 21st on offense, and you know that's that's not a great mark, but seventh in defense. And yeah, this was probably the most surprising team in the NBA, in my opinion. I am a little bit of a homer here, but. They surpassed all expectations anybody had for them by far. I was everybody the lowest I or the highest I saw was like eighth in the West or seventh in the West. And they finished fifth. They could have finished fourth very easily, and they gave Houston all they could in that seven-game series. And I think a big part of that was a guy named Chris Paul had a fantastic year, and that combined with the solid play from guys like Stephen Adams, Danilo Gallinari, Sixth Man of the Year should have been Dennis Schroeder. And the growth of guys like Lou Dort and Shea Gilles Alexander made for a very successful season. And I think the only thing keeping me from giving them like an A or an A plus is the fact that they didn't win a first round series. Because then I would have been like, wow, they surpassed every expectation. But I, I'm still going to give them an A minus because they just did so well compared to everybody's expectations. And I know Sam is probably going to have something really rude to say about my take. But A minus, that's my take. You guys can say whatever you want about that. I don't care. Man, you're give. I I know we usually try not to go too much in depth about other people's other people's grades, but man, an A minus for a team that didn't get out of the first round. That's okay. <laughs> I, I see your reasoning. I see your reasoning, man. But uh, come on, Sam, come on. You're the you're the teacher. So low. But okay, if you've got a student in a class who never does well, and then one time they get a B in their report card, you don't just say, oh, you get an A for this term because you did really well, you did kind of well once. No, you didn't. You did kind of well, you did okay, you made it to the playoffs, congratulations, you were better than my team was, so congrats, shout yeah. out to you. I think you exceed, I think exceed the regular season expectations for sure. And I mean, they. Uh, I think uh, a lot of people focused on Chris Paul, but like you said, I mean, Danilo Gallinari had a heck of a year. I mean, he averaged 20 points a game for them. 
Uh, Naron's Noel off the bench was a really high motor guy. Someone that I would honestly lo- like the Blazers to maybe look at in the free agency if Hassan walks. Um, and I mean, you got Shea Gilgis, who is an uh, up and coming rising star. I mean, OKC has a good foundation. Uh, they got picks. So, I mean, they definitely exceeded regular season expectations. But yeah, like Sam said, I mean, they also were a first round team. And also, it's a rivalry. Can't I can't really give them too much. Uh, it's it's the Blazers here. <laughs> okay, I I can respect that. I can respect that. But uh, Sam, you have the master list. Who is next? Next up on the list, Noah breaking down the Orlando Magic in their season in 2019-2020. The good old Magic <laughs> Orlando, are here, folks. Oh, uh, I, I have uh, some feelings. I mean, uh, Alfred Camino went over there. Uh, he he got hurt. I don't. I forget what exactly. It was a knee injury. I know that for sure. And he was out for the year. So they they dealt with some, with some injuries. I mean, uh, Jonathan Isaac. Uh, he again really good player and dealt with a, a major injury. And he's been dealt with injuries his whole entire career. Uh, I would give them probably a B minus B. Uh, I think. I, it's weird with Orlando with the first round. It's been back to back years where they've been this eighth, seventh seed, and they've taken the first game off the fir- off the first and second seed. It's just it doesn't even make sense to me. I mean, DJ Augustine just decides to have a heck of a game every playoffs and just carries Orlando. But I mean, I, B B minus would be good. I, I think Orlando's this team that's always stuck in the mud somewhere. Um, I think they're. They have a good good foundation, but I do think they need to get rid of Aaron Gordon. Not to the Blazers. Um, I, I'm I don't even want to get on that subject. That's just all over the Blazers every time. Uh, but yeah, I think Orlando is in a position where they're. It's kind of weird. They don't have a top pick in the draft. They could get younger. Uh, Nikola Vucevic is getting older. I think he's like thirty, thirty one. I mean, he he's really good. I mean, he had a really good bubble. So I don't really. I mean, they have Marco Fultz, who could be who could come out of a shell. Uh, they got some young talent. I, I like Orlando's game, but overall their season, I would say it's a B B minus. I mean, they were a seventh seed, so. Not much you. I mean, actually, no, eight seeds. Sorry, but not much you really can go off off that. No, yeah, I don't have anything to argue with you on that. They're not a very. They're just in the NBA purgatory right now. They're just a middle of the pack team. <laughs> and there's no end in sight for that. <laughs> but Sam, I think you're next now. Wow, Exciting. I am next. I'm very excited to talk about this team because I think it's a very interesting team to talk about. The Philadelphia 76ers. Yikes. Finished with a record of 43-30. and 30. That's good for third in the Atlantic Division, sixth in the Eastern Conference. First round, they got bounced. They got bounced hard. They got bounced real hard in the first round, and it wasn't close. They were 20th in offense throughout the season, sixth in defense. Pretty impressive there. Joel Embiid, leading scorer and rebounder with 23 and 11.6 a game. Ben Simmons led in assists. This is a team that had two all-stars, Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. Whether we want to argue about whether or not those stars and those pieces fit together or not, it's an argument for another day. But what I'll say is that when you have two All-Stars on one team, I expect more than to get bounced aggressively in the first round. They look good at times throughout the regular season, good enough to finish sixth, which in the Eastern Conference isn't ideal. It's not awesome, but you could do worse. You could not You could make, like not make the playoffs at all. Bounced in the first round, moved away from their coaching situation, brought in Doc Rivers, They've been rumored to want to make a whole lot of moves here in the offseason. We'll see what those end up being. But i got to be honest, for a team that was expected to push for a championship with LeBron out of the Eastern Conference and with Kawhi out of the Eastern Conference, people were saying Philadelphia is a team that could push. Philadelphia is a team. They didn't push at all. They didn't push at all whatsoever. They had nothing behind them, no energy. 
no juice when it mattered. Joel Embiid tried his best, but goodness gracious, one man can't do everything. I give this team a C plus. I mean, I agree. I mean, they have two of the worst NBA contracts in the entire NBA, Al Horford and Tobias Harris. I mean, those are just two god-awful contracts. I mean, and the the fact that they extended Elton Brand after that is just, <laughs> oh, wow. That, that franchise is... It, it, I mean, it, it is the process, but I mean, they, they definitely, they have a good foundation with Ben Simmons and uh, Joel Embiid, but those are also two players that have got majorly hurt throughout their career. So, I mean, it's, they're in a tough position. I mean, I, I don't know what they do with Al Horford. I don't know how they get that contract off because he's not a fit. He can't fit next to Joel Embiid at the four. I mean, that lineup is atrocious offensively. Like you said, they were 20th in the NBA in, in offense. That's I mean, their defense is great, but it's just in that conference. I mean, it's just yeah. I agree. I'll give them a C minus C, a C at most. Yeah, I agree too. There's not like there's there's not a lot to say that hasn't already been said. But I I just you can't have a twentieth off be twentieth in offense when you want to contend for a championship. That's just no. not going to do it. I think they need to get rid of Al Horford and just make some moves. But there's going to be a lot that changes hopefully in Philly. Hopefully for the better. But yeah. you know we'll see. Um. Oh, I'm next. Wow. Um, you are next. I got the Suns, the Phoenix Suns, and the bubble just got to lay this, lay this out there. There are two completely different teams that I'm going to be talking about. There's the regular season Suns, and there are the bubble Suns. There are two different teams. These are no way, in no way related, do not <laughs> resemble each other. But this is a team that finished 10th in the West, 10th in offense, uh, 20th in defense. So, you know, not terrible. I would expect a little higher finish based off simply those numbers, but I mean... The yeah, there were there were just this team turned in a bit of a disappointing regular season before the hiatus. I feel like it was more of the same, just a a team that got a little bit better maybe, but just a team that couldn't really contend or stick with the big guys out west. And then you go to the bubble, and this is a whole different team. This team goes undefeated. If I could, I would. I'm just gonna give the Bubble Suns an A plus right now because <laughs> they're their own just thing. They just played so well and. Hopefully that carries over into the next year. I don't know if they can sustain. I, they're not gonna. I'm. I'm just gonna call it right now. They're not gonna be undefeated next year. I'm gonna call it. The Suns <laughs> will not continue their undefeated streak for Bold 82 prediction. more games. I know it's kind of it's a hot take, but <laughs> I I do think this. I want to see a step up from this team next year. This is a team that really impressed me in the bubble and made me. It finally showed some life from that organization that's been kind of dead for a while. So I'm gonna give them. Maybe a C plus. Just it would have been a lot lower, but the bubble grade kind of bumps it up for me as they almost made the playoffs, which is big for that franchise. So I think it's C plus, maybe B minus on a good day. Um, just it's mostly because of the bubble Suns. Honestly, I'm not gonna lie. The Phoenix but. Suns are that kid in class who did nothing for the majority of the term and then begs for extra credit, gets it, and then somehow bumps their grade up to a, like a B-, minus, as you said. That's exactly who the Phoenix Suns are. They just went in there, they did a presentation, they did an extra project, they wrote an extra paper on the side, and they were able to bump up that grade a little bit. Still not good enough for the playoffs, but as you mentioned, it's definitely more respectable than what we saw in the regular season. Uh, that was me in high school. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but it, I'll agree. I'll give them. I mean, the Suns scared me in, in the bubble. I mean, it, it came down to where the Suns and the Blazers were neck and neck every single game down the stretch. So, I mean, the Suns had a heck of a bubble, like you said. And uh, regular season, I, I don't know what's up with them in the regular season. I mean, they they 
they have some good spurts. Like they started out the year, I think, like six and two. Um, they beat the Clippers. They were they were coming out uh, firing. So I mean, it, it's it's just difficult. I mean, they didn't have DeAndre in to like twenty five games into the season. So uh, yeah, I'll give them probably a C, C plus, just because of the bubble. But yeah. No, yeah. Um, no, I think you're next. I have no idea what team you have. Is it the no, Blazers? You are next up with the Portland Trailblazers. Okay. okay. All right. Blazers. I mean, it's hard to sound without the bias, but I'll give them a, a C plus, and I'll give them a C plus B minus because how much they had to deal with injuries. I mean, they were second in the league in injuries, uh, right behind Golden State, like six games behind Golden State. Uh, I mean, they had to deal with a whole new roster. They lost seven guys that contributed to the Western Conference Finals the year before. Um, they had to incorporate Zach Collins into the starting lineup, Rodney Hood, who were two guys that got hurt within the first 15 games of the year um, for the rest of the season. Uh, I mean, Dame had an MVP-like year, probably one of the most un- underrated years of maybe all time, Blazers-wise Blazers wise in a- NBA. I mean, he averaged 30-8. and eight. Uh, he would have been an MVP candidate if the Blazers were a top five, top three seed, like they were the past two years. Um, it, it's it's hard to it's hard to really grade them because I mean they had a heck of a bubble like this like the Suns did. I mean they went six and two in that bubble and had the hardest one of the hardest schedules in the bubble. Uh, Dame went absolutely nuclear. Um, yeah, I, I would I would lean my bias. It says more by uh, B minus C plus because I think they still did underperform in the regular season. Uh, I think they did leave some games that were definitely winnable with the guys they had out there. But again, you had a thirty-five-year-old Melo coming in that hasn't that hadn't played a game for an entire year. Um, you had Hassan Whiteside who is a shell himself. I mean, <laughs> there's nothing no getting around that. I mean, I love Hassan, but. He's just probably not the center for us, obviously, and uh, maybe as a backup. But Nurkic is just a whole new level for this offense, and you could see that by the entire year. They really missed Nurkic, and when he got to the bubble, you just saw how much better that offense was. I mean, in the bubble, they had the best offense in the in the league. So, I mean, I'm excited for next year. I think they're in a I think they're in a position to maybe make some trades, maybe improve the roster a little bit. But yeah, I would give them probably a B B minus. I, I still think they underperformed. I think they could have been a 7-6 seed, but yeah. I have no real problems with that grade. I think I think this was a team that I expected. I didn't expect them to make it back to the West Finals, but I still expected a decent year from them and I expected more from them than that, Lake, than that Lakers series, honestly. I expected that to yeah. be a little more competitive. But, yeah, I have no problems with that. What about you, Sam? I know you're a big Blazer fan here. I am a big Blazer fan. I tend to agree with that grade pretty much across the board. I don't really think there's some, anything I would argue with. Uh, I'm just hopeful that this is a team that can go out in the offseason and make some moves and improve that roster a little bit. Yeah, same. Sam, I think you're next, buddy. With I what team? I am next with the Sacramento Kings. Hmm. Not only do we review the fun teams here, we also review the Sacramento Kings as well. <laughs> they had a record of 31-41, and 41, fourth in the Pacific Division, 12th in the West. Yes, they made the bubble, but no playoffs for them. 22nd in offense, 17th in defense. When you're below 15 in both of those categories, it's not going to be a good year for you. Leading scorer, De'Aaron Fox, 21.1 points a game. Rashawn Holmes with 8.1 rebounds led them, and Fox again led an assist, 6.8. No all-stars for this team. Look at The Sacramento Kings are the Sacramento Kings. That team hasn't been legit since Mike Bibby wore their uniform. Players like Fox and Buddy Heald, yeah, they bring some young energy to an organization that's been floundering for quite a while, but unfortunately, they still don't seem to have a ton of direction. They've got some young talent. 
They might have a couple of draft picks here coming up, but the Sacramento Kings have never really proven to me that they can do anything with that. I hope that this can change because I know Northern California is looking for a new team to root for. I say that facetiously, of course, being a big-time non-Warriors fan. Hopefully, for Sacramento, they can figure out what they want to do moving forward. I think that they have some pieces, but there's not a lot that I believe in for them. Because they made it to the bubble, I can't give them an F like I would the Knicks or I would another team like any one of the numerous bad teams. Exactly, Charlotte, somebody else that we've given bad grades to. I give them a D plus. They almost made it to a C minus. They were very, very close, but they they just weren't enough. This organization needs a lot more. They need a lot more direction, a lot more hope they need a lot more of an idea of what they want to be doing as an organization before i can give them anything resembling a better grade well i think they should be glad that vlad is gone i mean he was probably one of the worst gms uh in the league easily i mean he made horrible moves i mean he justified him drafting marvin bagley over luka Doncic. i mean (laughs) there's just so many things wrong with that front office. It's just, I, I mean, De'Aaron Fox was a heck of a pick, but that was probably their one diamond that they've picked. And uh, it's just, I, I agree. I, the Kings are in a weird position again. Marvin Bagley is more than hurt every single season. Uh, they just, they're Luke, uh, Luke Walton is just, I don't even know what kind of coach he is. I mean, he obviously, <laughs> he obviously built off that Golden State run where he got absolutely carried by that, by that team. Um, it, it, it's it's hard for the for the Kings. I think I remember right before the uh, COVID uh, lockdown, they kicked the crap out of the Blazers, and I was like, okay, this is how the Blazers' season is going to go. And then and then COVID happened, and they come to the bubble, and they're just not the same team they were before. They were rolling before the COVID went down, and Kent Bazemore was playing well for them. He decided to actually play be an NBA player, like he couldn't be on the Blazers. Um. It, I I don't know. The Kings are a weird position. They're they're kind of like the Orlando Magic of the of the Western Conference, honestly. No direction, nowhere to go. Hopefully, they can figure it out. I believe Patrick, you have the next team up, the San Antonio Spurs. Ooh, ooh. All right. Um, let's get this started. This team finished eleventh in the West, missing the playoffs for the first time in twenty three years, and as a team that has caused me quite a few. Playoff heartbreaks, I'm, I'm okay with that. But this is a completely different team than we've seen in the past. They did finish 8th in offense, which I was kind of surprised by, but 25th in defense. And this is a team that kind of just floundered their way through the regular season. They did make it to the bubble, but I, they didn't really ever impress me in the regular season. And then they played better in the bubble. I wouldn't say they played great. They did drop a couple games, but they still played well, if, especially considering I was expecting them to do nothing. But... I I can't give this team a passing grade after missing the playoffs for the first time in 23 years. I, I just can't. I mean, DeRozan had a good year. Uh, DeJounte Murray, Derek White, Aldridge all had all right years. Aldridge is getting old, though. I don't know if he can be super as effective as he once was, as we as we saw when earlier in his Spurs tenure and in his Blazers tenure. Um, but... Yeah, you can't label this anything other than disappointing. I mean, this team did make the playoffs last year, so I expected them to be a little bit more competitive in the West, but they didn't really show that many signs of being a team that could make the playoffs and win a couple games. So I'm going to have to give them a C minus D plus. Like nothing, nothing really stood out for this team this year other than some of the growth of a couple young guys. That's kind of it. But yeah, kind of a boring year. They're in a weird position too. I mean, they're they're a struggling team that looks like they're on the verge of a rebuild and. 
Um, they don't really have any top picks. Um, they have, I think they have the, the pick right right after the right before the Blazers. I think they're like sixth, no, thirteenth. Yeah, I think they're thirteenth. So, I mean, and this is a really iffy draft. So, I don't know. The Spurs are in a weird position. Are they gonna trade Demar? Are they gonna trade uh, Lamarcus? So, I mean, yeah, I'll agree with you, great. I, I, nothing really stuck out. I mean, they're, they're the Spurs though. They they remain competitive and they at least got to the bubble. So, you have to give them that. But yeah, I think their playoff tenure is probably done for a couple years. I think they're. Maybe if they trade Demar and Aldridge, I think they're probably in the argument of probably one of the worst teams in the West next year, which is a stacked West, and that's weird to say as a Spurs fan or just as an NBA fan. I tend to agree with both of you. I think it's a fair grade. I think it's a good grade. Next person up, Noah, you got the Toronto Raptors. Okay, well, uh, I'm, I'm going to be pretty high on them. I, I think Toronto had a heck of a year. Um, I think... They, they, they're obviously, they came off a NBA title. Uh, they, they won 53 games this year. I mean, it, doing that without Kawhi is pretty dang impressive. I mean, Nick Nurse is a heck of a coach. I, I would definitely take him in Portland. Uh, I, I, I really, I think they have a lot to build off. I think Siakam, I mean, he really wasn't anything. I, I'm sorry, but he wasn't half of a shell of himself in the playoffs. I mean, he had a horrible second round in that and against Boston when they lost in seven. Um, but I think they have some tough decisions to make. I think Fred Van Lee, I think are they going to max contract him? Is Serge Ibaka going to leave? Uh, Marc Gasol might leave to Spain. So I don't know. They're in a weird position too. Uh, but I do think they have a lot to build off. They have a lot of young talent. I mean, also Terrence Davis is having some legal trouble, so I don't even know if he's going to be playing. So uh, I, I would give them a – but for the season, I would give them overall – probably a a plus i think they exceed expectations they're a second seed in the in the uh, east so uh you got to give it to them i mean no one really expected them to be a second seed i would have probably thought they were like a five seed after losing Kawhi. um but then again i mean it's it's the eastern conference you really don't know out there i mean philly was nothing like they were so i mean that's probably why toronto was looked looked really well so i mean that's about it no, yeah, this is a team that I kind of felt that way. They looked a lot better than I had anticipated. I would expect them to finish fourth or fifth in the East, not really be super title title competitive, but they played pretty well. I uh, I totally agree with that grade, honestly. I know Sam might have something to say about it. He doesn't like giving out A's very often, but... <laughs> what can I say? I'm a, I'm a stingy grader. Um, I tend to... I, I probably would have gone slightly lower, maybe like a, an A minus, yeah. B plus, but like there's still a, it's still a very... It's still a grade I'm not mad at. Let's put it that way. It's not like you're... Let's say giving the Oklahoma City Thunder an A minus or something like that. It's not something crazy <laughs> like that. You're give, you're giving a good team a fair grade, and I appreciate it. I think that the next one up is myself actually talking about the Utah Jazz. This will be fun. Record of forty four and twenty eight, respectable. Third in the Northwest Division, very respectable. Sixth in the West, respectable. NBA playoff, they lost in the first round. They lost in a close matchup with Denver. But this was probably one of the best series of the entire NBA playoffs. You had Donovan Mitchell and Jamal Murray just going blow for blow in one of the most impressive series one-on-one, at least that I can remember for a long time. These two absolutely went at it. They finished 18th in offense, which isn't great, but 19th in def- ninth, excuse me, in defense, which is Donovan Mitchell, 24 points a game. Their leading rebounder was Rudy Gobert in 13.5 rebounds a game. Their leader in assists, Joe Ingles, actually, 5.2. And their leader in contracting COVID is Rudy Gobert with <laughs> starting the NBA hiatus. 
They had two All-Stars, Mitchell and Gobert. And look, this team looked good at times. This team looked really good at times. But sort of underperformed, I think, what people were expecting of them from the beginning of the season. They picked up Mike Conley, and people thought that this was a potentially top three, top four team in the Western Conference. They weren't. They finished sixth. They lost in the first round. At times, they looked like they could be that team people talked about. But throughout most of the season, they were just, eh, they're good. They're solid. They're okay. I think that Conley not being injured next year might help them a lot. I really think that this team is better when Mitchell doesn't have the ball in his hands coming up the floor and he can come off of screens and flare and get open. I think that Rudy Gobert will probably catch less COVID next year, which will definitely help them and the NBA out. I think that Donovan Mitchell shined in the bubble. He looked absolutely great. This team is a B-minus team. They lost in the first round. They kind of underperformed what people thought they would do from the beginning of the season. But overall, they fought hard, they played well, and they earned themselves a passing grade. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. But I, I think Utah is this team that these NBA analysts love to jump on every summer. I, I feel like it's every summer they're like, Utah's going to be this team this year that's going to exceed expectations. They're going to make a run. I mean, they had that year, sorry, but they had that year where they beat OKC in the first round. Uh, when Donovan Mitchell was a rookie, so I mean, they they I think that really kind of made people jump on this bandwagon of them. Uh, I'm not too high on Utah. I I think there may be a team if they have some things go wrong next year, maybe a team that could slip out of the playoffs with how deep the NBA is. But that that's a big statement. I think Donovan Mitchell will lead them there. But I I do agree. I think their grade was probably B B minus. But I think a lot of team uh, NBA analysts love to jump on this team and be like, oh, they're gonna be a top three C in the in the NBA. When the in, in reality, it's Mike Conley was a shell of himself. He really wasn't anything this year. I mean, they, Bogdan was really good for them. I think he, they, he'll improve their team next year. So there's that. Um, but I agree. I think Utah is in a weird, also in a weird place too, where they have a really good rookie, but they have some underperforming role guys. So I mean, I don't know. I mean, do they trade Rudy Gobert with that drama him and Donovan Mitchell had? I, they're I don't know. No, yeah, I kind of tend to agree, too. I, I was pretty high on this team, I will say, going into last year because I really like Mike Conley, but he just really disappointed, and it made me kind of realize this is not a title contender and has no no business being in that discussion anymore unless they make a superstar move somehow, which I don't. I think they tried to do that, and they at first seemed like they did it with Mike Conley, and then they actually played basketball, and, and then they didn't do it. <laughs> yeah, it was but, crazy how bad Mike Conley was last year for them. I don't. Yeah, I, I'm a big Mike Conley fan. I love Mike Conley, but he looked terrible. Like, someone, cor- somebody correct me. That. Somebody correct me if I'm wrong, but he was battling injuries throughout the majority of the year, right? He did have ticky tack things that were bugging him throughout the season. I, I think, yeah, at, at later in the year, yeah. But when he first start, when he first started, I think he was like shooting like 20 percent from three, and it was like some crazy stuff. And and then he got hurt, and then he like came back and kind of started getting back into a groove, but. Yeah, I don't know what's up with Mike Conley. I, I, I think he's like 35, 34, right? He's getting up there a little bit. I think that this is a team... They did make a, a move throughout the season that I thought was really good when they picked up Jordan Clarkson. I thought that oh, was yeah. very, a very great move for them. But overall, this team, as I said, they were decent at times, but they weren't ever really enough to be to get like a great grade that's kind of why i lean, lean toward the b minus and yes mike conley is 33 years of age and i have some bitterness towards utah too for that goal 10 in salt lake city i mean <laughs> i i really when rudy go and he, the fact that rudy gobert had, had the audacity to flex after that i was just like 
Man, you are a really unlikable guy right now. <laughs> yeah, well, Patrick, I you guys on the Jazz dislike, but that's just Patrick, me. I, I am last, though. I got the last team last. of our series. Wow. And it's a, it's a fun one. It's the Wizards. Wow. <laughs> um, can I just say Bradley Beal and then not say anything else? Do I need to say anything else? Like Bradley no, you're Beal good. Bradley Beal. This team finished – somehow this team finished 10th in the East. I have no idea how they pulled that off. How this bad team, the East is. Exactly. It's not a testament to anything about the Wizards. It's just a testament to them playing in the East. But they were 7th in offense, somehow. Uh, 29th in defense. That's not going to win you any games. Um, this is, they managed to stay competitive at times in the East. But even though in the bubble they looked awful, but that was just because they didn't really have anybody. They didn't have Bradley Beal. They were missing a couple other guys, so they just looked terrible. But this this team, again, no John Wall either the entire year. This team looked will look very different next year. I'm excited to see if they, what they can do with John Wall back in lineup after what it seems like forever and what has been forever. But they had some good years from, obviously, Bradley Beal, an all-star. And guys like Davis Pertans, I might have said his first name wrong. If you're listening to this, I'm sorry. I know he's one of our big <laughs> listeners. Um, and Hachimura, great rookie year, pretty underrated rookie year in my opinion. But there was no defense here. There was no... Nothing really positive other than Bradley Beal and those guys having decent years. I'm going to give them a D plus. It's hard for me not to give them a D, but I think Bradley Beal elevates them one grade level from a D to a D plus. So shout out Bradley Beal for that. Let's but. just say how ridiculous it is that Bradley Beal wasn't an All Star or on an NBA All in, or, or an All NBA team. That's just ridiculous. Yeah, but it's thirty. Disrespectful. Wait, what? Mad disrespectful. Oh, mad disrespectful. Exactly. I mean, he averaged 30 points and I think like maybe five or six assists. No, maybe seven assists per game. Uh, he had a heck of a year. I mean, the Wizards are <laughs> – I'm excited for John Wall for them to actually be a duo again. I, I love when people try to compare John Wall and Bradley Beal to Damon CJ. It, it's a funny comparison to me at this point because Damon CJ are just so much more durable, so much more – I mean, they, they've gone far in the playoffs, so it's a fun comparison. But, yeah, I mean, the Wizards are the Wizards. They'll, they'll forever kind of be that fringe team with John Wall and uh, Bradley Beal. So I'm excited for them next year, though. Bradley Beal in 57 games this year averaged 30.5 points a game and 6.1 rebounds. Yep. Yeah, well. 6.1 assists. I thought he was me. an all-star. How I totally forgot he got snubbed. It's been a while. How does that not make an all-star team? How or an know. all-NBA team? We don't vote. They don't let us vote, unfortunately. We should get a vote. We're media members now. We should get a vote. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. We should get some we should get some some laminated uh some laminated little stickers there. Yeah, but wow, that is the last team. That was a pretty fun series. I'm not gonna lie. Shout out to Sam for a great idea. But this was a very fun episode, you guys. Time that that's already been a half hour. Wow, it doesn't feel like it. But Noah, thank you very much for coming you, on. Man. We'll have to do this again for sure. You yeah. are awesome and it was great to talk to you. Sam. Yeah, I don't have nice much meeting to you guys. <laughs> of course. As always, everybody, I have to promote this at the end of every episode because I know Patrick won't. Please follow at Sunday Morning Hoops wherever you follow social media. We're there. Trust me, you can follow him at Lapati Ball. You can follow Lepati. Noah here at excuse me. You said Lapati Ball. That's not. My That's name. exactly it, Lapati Ball. <laughs> you can follow Noah here at Five Hundred Three Blazer Fans and myself at Samuel One Hundred One TS. Please be sure be sure to do that. Like, subscribe, share with your friends. Do all of the above. Download the episodes. Trust me, we've got a lot more coming your way, and it's going to be a whole lot of fun. Last question: Does Oregon get the dub against Stanford today? Yes, easy.
Okay, okay. Dude, why, if I would answer no, I would not. I would just be an idiot. Come on. It's going to be close at points. It's going to be a good game. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see the new quarterback. Oh, That'll as are weird. we. Yeah, well. <laughs> All right, I'm a Bees fan, everybody. too. So. Oh. oh. Sorry, man. Okay. We're, we're being wild, dude, today. Sorry, man. Yeah, I picked you guys to win. So okay, good, good. Same. All but, right, well, have a fantastic week, everybody. Go do something with your life now there's no basketball on. Thank you guys for <laughs> hopping the election. on. Have a good one. Yes, no election, no, election over. Yeah. Praise. Have a great, have a great week, you guys.